Well, this is Tuesday night on WFMU. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, damn, that crazy guy's going to be on the radio again. Well, no, actually, I'm here filling in for him. <laughs> so, uh, the crazy guy's not here. He'll be on tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. His name is Ken Friedman. He's crazy. Me? I'm, I'm fine, actually, thank you. For asking. Uh, Jess Stacy opened up the program, the old Kaja show, with a two of four of Bix Beiderbeck's uh, solo pieces for piano. He also did Candlelights and uh, In a Mist, but we heard In the Dark and Flashes. That's it, four pieces for piano. That's all that Bix Beiderbeck uh, wrote. And he only recorded one himself, but Jess Stacy recorded the other three. We heard two of them. And uh, then it was followed by Dodo Marmorosa. Also, I was just starting out to show it some piano music. Really nice piano music. We heard tone paintings. Number two, a private recording that I have in my collection of uh, 78 RPM records. I keep them at my bunker on Springdale Avenue in East Orange, New Jersey. So I'm here at WFMU every Tuesday night from 7 to 8 o'clock. Now I'd, I'd like to dispel a rumor that's been going around. They finally reached me, and I said, uh, there have been allegations that Gus Bodenheim is a lizard per- uh, person. A lizard person, that's what they said. Well, let me hear my state. This is an allegation, okay, and it's a rumor. Let me just state for the record, this, this is neither a rumor, nor is it an allegation. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about it. Anyway, I mentioned... I was talking to Gus the other day, and I said to Gus that he has many fans in the WFMU audience because they listen to him on this show. Well, Gus lets out a deep sigh, and he says, sure, they listen, but do they hear? And I said, of course they hear. Well, Gus looked absolutely crestfallen, and then he said, yes. But do they listen? Well, it was shortly after noon when I was talking to him, and I noticed that Gus's uh, pint bottle of old Mr. Boston lemon-flavored gin was three-quarters empty. So I said, uh, uh, good, good point, Gus. Then I changed the subject. Anyway, look, speaking of changing the subject, um, Gus Bodenheim, as you know, he is a, a literary light, great writer, Well, he's working on his next book, which promises to be, he says, it promises to be another blockbuster. That's right. Now, will it be as popular as his novel, A Fistful of Chuck? Or will it be as widely read as his other novel? Yes, that's my rectum. Well, only the market will tell. Book's not out yet. But uh, Gus is here to give us a preview of his forthcoming literary tour de force. Here it is, coming soon on the book market from Gus Bodenheim. Hello, this is acclaimed author Gus Bodenheim with exciting news for all you words on paper types. Random Shanty Press, a division of Del Barton Printing Services, is quietly issuing my new book, The Art of the Non Sequitur, an exercise in discontinuity. It'll make you say, what is this, anyway? You see, this time I've taken off my fictional hat, which is admittedly tantamount to doing nothing whatsoever, and donned my non-fictional tam-o-shanter. Hootman, it's a dandy. To grind out a work of speculative paralinguistics, a card literary tour de France, in which one thing leads to another, provided the latter bears no relation to the former. And never the twain shall meet, but that wasn't even his real name. I know what his real name was, but you'll have to read the book. I'd say don't take my word for it, but after all, that's the entire point, isn't it? Kirkus Reviews called it a jumble of juxtaposed incongruities. You'll call it brilliant, an old school chum, or a chewable antacid, depending on how much of it you actually manage to read and absorb. Embedded in its pages are old scratch-offs, business cards, and other ephemera, but look past all that and you'll find words, yes, words and how, and what words they are, if I may pluff my own spit valve. It has been said that if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, 
then what's a heaven for? And with something like that in mind, I've mined the archives for precious nuggets of obfuscatory rhetoric, poetastic versification, and general purpose malyepage spanning centuries. To spare you the effort, you bum, I've scraped out the pith, burgled the cream, bogarted the very phlogiston from legendary authors such as Pedro Carolino and Timothy Dexter, thereby padding the word count considerably. But that's not all. Sparing no effort, soup to nuts, womb to tomb, Gallifrey to Transalor, I've glommed gleaming gleanings from the likes of Rachter, Julia Moore, and Dutch Schultz, pearls of incoherence, time-tested and found ever wanting. Transplant any one of these into your next corporate speech, art review, grant proposal, or tedious political outburst, and watch the jaws drop like drawers, but never leave the stream of warm impermanence. Surely accusations of ultra-crepidarianism attend any effort of this magnitude, and I expect nothing less syllabic. Que sera, sera, to quote Sly Stone, but I say if we are to let would-bees bore the banister holy, for God's sake also let the can-dos do what they can, for precious and few are the moments we two cans share, so follow your nose. As we contemplate the passage of time, I don't have to tell you that we've all been through a lot these past few years, so I won't forget I brought it up, but lest we forget, along with the importance of the passage of time, I have this new book, The Art of the Non-Sequitur, in which I filtered out the flotsam and left the remainder on the table. Won't you buy one? I'd buy yours. Need proof? I've got your proof right here. And I am Gus Bodenheim. That jersey bounce, a rhythm that really counts. The temperature always mounts. Wherever they play that funny rhythm they play, it started on Journal Square. And somebody heard it there. He put it right on the air. And now you hear it everywhere. Uptown gave it new licks. Downtown added some tricks. No town makes it sound the same as where it came from. So if you don't feel so hot, go out to some Jersey spot. And whether you're hip or not, the Jersey bounce will make you swing. some tricks no town makes it sound the same as where it came from
blood boils with the tropic heat And the rhythm of my heart is tom-tom beat You bring out the savage in me Primitive love cries reach my ears With the passion of a hundred million years You bring out the savage in me Oh, call it madness or sin How was I to know what was sleeping within me? Just like Tarzan, you'll be my ape man. I'm getting so ferocious and you can't escape, man. You'll find out how wild I can be. For you bring the savage in me.
Hey, that was uh, the great saxophonist. Well, you probably never heard of him, so I still think he's pretty great. It was called Howard Jacobs, was his name. And he went there with a harp and a, a string ensemble on something called Down in the Forest, Howard Jacobs. Uh, prior to Howard Jacobs was Django Reinhardt, and he did improvisation number one. Verlida Snow, she was the world's greatest jazz trumpeter. You can look it up. She was, she was better than Louis Armstrong. Now, I'd say she's better than Bix Beiderbeck, but Bix didn't play the trumpet. He played the cornet. So there. Verlida Snow with Billy Mason and his orchestra. And she played trumpet and she sang. Uh, you bring out the savage in me. Uh, Eric Sidé did, uh, it's called Paraphrase, but it's Dinah. There, right. And uh, the Mirt Hearth Trio did Jersey Bounce. That's right. Just bouncing along here on a Tuesday night in Jersey. This is Courtney uh, T. Edison, the old codger here, on WFMU. Now, that's what I was going to tell you about last weekend, last Sunday. I spent part of Sunday afternoon down a rabbit hole. Now, fortunately, I escaped. Well, I wasn't a captive or anything. But I had a fine time. See, there was this huge rabbit hole out behind my pout and shanty in East Orange. Uh, I had no idea it was there. Now, the week before, I had moved my loafing bench out behind the shanty. Uh, it had been over on the side of the shanty facing uh, east. But there's more afternoon sunlight on the south side. So I lifted it all by myself. I still have sufficient upper body strength. Anyway, I got the bench over on the south side of the shanty. And when I went out on Sunday to soak up some rays, as they say, as I approached the bench, uh, the loafing bench, I got swallowed up by this giant rabbit hole. Well, that hole was not there the previous week. These rabbits, I'll tell you, they work fast. Apparently, they got a building permit, an excavation permit, in fact, from the city of East Orange. Toot sweet, they got it. Yeah, they knew who to bribe at City Hall. <laughs> and they, they built this hole. And it was up to code. Very impressive. Anyway, while I was down in the rabbit hole, I noticed quite, they had quite a stock of wise bunny rum. Yeah, this is a quality New Jersey rum. It's preferred by native lagomorphs, those are rabbits, uh, and it's made by the same company that produces Liweasel bourbon and evasive elk cider and shifty squirrel gin. Anyway, there were a couple of critters in the lounge section of the rabbit hole. They were chatting, they were sipping specialty cocktails. So uh, I joined them for an hour or so, and they served me a tumbler of small batch Wise bunny rum. Oh, it was mighty tasty, let me tell you. Anyway, after a while, I was kind of plush to discover. I had stuff to do, so I bid them goodbye, and I, I climbed out of the rabbit hole uh, with the help of a small ladder. Anyway, that's what I did last weekend. What'd you do last Don't tell me, because I don't care. I don't give a damn what you did last weekend. And now back to the music. <laughs> Thank you. 
Industrial Cartel, producers of all sorts of stuff made out of everything, invite you to widen your horizon. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Widen Your Horizons, the award-winning public service program that teaches you how to lead a fuller and happier life by acquiring new skills. Our subject for this afternoon is how to brush your hair. And here to lead the discussion is Mr. Virgil Altgauer, of the Upper Sandusky Hairbrush Company. I guess your firm is located in Upper Sandusky, Ohio, Mr. Altgauer. No, our plant is located in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Our founder was Mr. Upper L. Sandusky, and that's oh. where the name came from. And I think I'm correct in saying that uh, your firm is the largest hairbrush manufacturer in the country. Well, I'd have to say I don't have the figures on that, but I'd be inclined to doubt it. We only have uh, two other employees besides myself. One of them pulls the bristles out of the hogs, and the other one sticks the bristles under the brush handles. I understand things are pretty bad all over in the hairbrush industry. Is that right? Well, yes, I can't deny it. Of course, uh, things are bad all over, but there's a tendency among parents today to just let small children's hair just uh, tousle. And uh, that's left us with a whole new generation that uh, doesn't know how to use a hairbrush. Really as bad as that, huh? We did a survey recently in which we discovered that only one person in 12 under the age of 20 could even identify a hairbrush. Wow, gosh. And uh, that only about uh, one in 60 had ever used one. Certainly seems like there's need for education in the field, though. I see you've brought a brush along with you there. I guess you're prepared to give the demonstration. Ah, huh? uh, yes, I've been preparing for the demonstration. Uh, you may notice that I didn't comb my hair when I uh, got up this morning. I just left it unkempt like mm -hmm. this until now. Really is a mess, all right. Now, what's the first step in brushing? Parting the hair is the first step. Now, I happen to part mine in the middle, as you notice, so I brush all of it on one side this way and all of it on the other side that way. Mr. Altgauer makes a neat part in his hair now. What's, what's next, Mr. Altgauer? The next Altgauer? step is to flatten the hair to the head, and that's done with a brisk motion like this. Mr. Altgauer is now brushing very briskly. What was that? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I thought I saw something fly through the air. Well, yes, it appears, appears that your toupee flew off. It's down there by your oh, feet. Oh, my gosh, this is terrible. The boss thinks this is my own hair, you know. Well, it's, it's obvious you're as bald as an egg, uh, Mr. Altgauer. Oh, I'll probably lose my situation. The company I buy my wig paste from is going to hear about this. Well, I'm sorry things didn't work out uh, any better for you. You've been listening to Widen Your Horizons. Our guest speaker today, Mr. Virgil Altgauer of the Upper Sandusky Hairbrush Company. Copies of Mr. Altgauer's remarks may be had free of charge from your local representative of the Crofweiler Industrial Cartel.
Very clever tune there, called uh, Please, Mr. Hemingway, and it was sung by Elsie Carlyle. She was backed by Ambrose and his orchestra, a very famous uh, British band. Frankie Trumbauer and his orchestra did Choo Choo, and we heard from Bob and Ray. They've been t- picking up the slack since we have not been airing the soundtracks of major motion pictures for some time, so Bob and Ray have been contributing some uh, feature programming to the Old Codger Radio Show. And the Williams sisters uh, did a little fine duet on Sam, the old accordion man. Now look, this is WFMU. Nothing is ever what it seems around here. And there's been a scandal brewing. Oh, behind the scenes. Oh, yes. And I'm the only one who's going to talk about it on the radio. No, everybody else, you know, they're like afraid. They're afraid of Ken, Michelle with her one L. They're afraid... To, to take on the management, to challenge the management here. But look, there's been this scandal brewing behind the scenes. The WFMU, as you know, they've long maintained 
that their ratings have been increasing every year. There's more people listening. And that WFMU, they said, as they've been saying on these pre-recorded announcements every hour, they say it's the most listened to radio station in the tri-state area. Baloney. A public interest group. I read this. A public interest group, I saw the paper, recently released a study that alleges that as many as one-third, one out of three of alleged WFMU listeners are fake. And that the pledges, uh, the donors, uh, have been logged in the name of dead people. And that WFMU has arranged with stooges and flunkies to have radios turned on in vacant houses where nobody's listening in a vain attempt to boost their flagging ratings. They also they say that as many as 50% of the comments that are posted on the playlists on the internet for WFMU shows... 50% of those comments are posted by Russian robots. Yes, those comments are not made by real people. I mean, Laura Bell Pancake, my administrative assistant, she um, moderates the, the comments forum. She's read me some of the comments, and I'm inclined to believe that they are fake. Janita Bodenheim tells me that WFMU's bogus listener stats are based on something called, this is in quotes, non-consensus reality, end quote. Anyway, I'm just going to put that out there. You can mull it over, ruminate on that a little bit, give it some consideration. Maybe when it, next time WFMU asks you for money, maybe you'll uh, have some second thoughts about that. But look, speaking of Unita Bodenheim, we have an announcement from Unita. You know, summer's coming up. It's going to be a hot one. It always is, because it, it's summer. Anyway, here's an important announcement from you need a Bodenheim on the Old Codger Radio Show. Everything wilts in the dog days of summer. But even with the kids at camp, the forced intimacy of an air-conditioned domicile doesn't always do the trick. And who doesn't get confused by the countless attachments for marital aids? It's too hot to cook hubby's favorite pot roast, you say? Well, ladies... The way to a man's heart isn't through his stomach, it's through his nostrils. Now, with the Furnace he can get his Vim back, and you can get him back. Once available only in the back offices of several Danish medical professionals, the Furnace has received emergency use authorization as a convenient consumer-grade home kit. In as few as three sessions, you'll be rejuvenating the night away using a cutting-edge combination of angioplasty, cognitive behavioral therapy, and the latest in ancient Egyptian embalming procedures, plus a little something special from Fredericks of Hollywood, sold separately. Every Furlislanger comes with a 250-page carefully worded informational packet, 24 hours of free telephone tech support, a plush drop cloth, value-sized bottle of Hibiclens, and a multi-use manual plumbing snake. The Furlislanger Deluxe comes with a real doctor's pen light and a pair of 8mm cardiac catheters, which can be reused later as soft restraints. For over a decade, the Furlislanger has been the secret ingredient in the amazing Danish marriages you may have read about in magazines like Gadget World, Tender Escapades, and Thorax International. Anonymous surveys attest to the Furnislanger's powerful effect on physio-emotional quotients in 7 out of 10 users. In fact, after just one treatment, some couples report a sensation not unlike what the French call jouissance. There's no word in Danish for how well it works. Thanks to an exclusive international trade agreement between Delbotten Industries and the House of Glücksburg, the Furnace is now available at select Delbotten factory outlets and Winnetta's Whimsy Shed. Keep your marriage fresh and the AFIBs at bay with the Delbotten Furnace Danish, it's not just for breakfast anymore. Another, they say, he who fights and runs away will live to fight on another day. I just fought with my baby, he ran away, you see. He lived to fight on another day, but not with me, cause I knew that. 
not only cheating, but repeating, you see. But maybe my baby don't know that I'm cheating, too. If he wants to meander, I let him run loose. What's sauce for the gander is sauce for the goose. I'm betting I'm getting more petting than him, that's I don't think there's anybody that can do what my baby can do. Still, they say there's always somebody that starts when the others get through. And I know that my baby is cheating on me. He's not only cheating, but repeating, you see. But maybe my baby don't know that I'm cheating, too. Now, when this ever-loving papa started acting strange, of course, I cried and worried some about the change. But then when I found out that he was starting to cheat, says I to me, this primrose path is no one-way street. And since his average income is 4 a.m. or so, I've found a lot of pleasant ways to make an evening go. I know he doesn't know I know he's having his fling. But I've cheated cheaters 15 years. <laughs> he can't show me a thing. I know that my baby is cheating on me. Not only cheating, but repeating, you see. But maybe my baby don't know that I'm cheating. A word to the wise is sufficient, they say. Well, I've got the word that he started to play. But he'll never catch up to this mama, I'm telling you. I know he's cute and attractive, and I know he knows it too. Well, I may not be so active, but he'll have to be more active to beat what this mama can do. And I know that my baby is cheating on me. He's not only cheating, but repeating, you see. But baby, my baby, don't know that I'm cheating too.
Well, that's a very elegant way to close out the show. That was called Professor Visits Harlem by Vladimir Selinsky, who's playing the, the fiddle there. Uh, the Savoy Havana Band uh, doing one of my favorite songs, Masculine Women, Feminine Men. And uh, before that, oh, my favorite singer, Sophie Tucker, yup, my honey, that's right. Uh, and she sang, I know that my baby is cheating on me. That was not about me. No. Uh, thanks to Unita Bodenheim for the message about the dead Barton. I can't pronounce the word. Anyway, so uh, anyway, you know, I was thinking of that song. Remember the song? Forget the title. It, the, the first, I remember the first line of the song. The first line of the song is, I woke up this morning. Do you remember that song? It's, it's like a, it's a little blues song. Woke up this morning. Well, Dante, I woke up this morning. Say it twice. I can't think of which song it was, but anyway, I woke up this morning. <laughs> I did, and I realized when I woke up that I'd forgotten my phone number. I could not remember my phone number. And I was trying to test my memory to make sure I'm not going senile or something. But I could not remember. I had to actually look at my phone dial to, to figure out, to remember that my phone number, of course, is six. This has never happened before in my entire lifetime. Now, of course, when I was born, there were no telephones. So technically, it's uh, not true that this has never happened in my entire lifetime because for the first, I don't know, 15, 20 years of my life, there was no phone number to forget. And then, you know, I was an adult before I got six, 1892, when I was given that phone number, and I still got it, and I'm not giving it up. That's right, so call me at home if you want to. Just remember, write it down, six, okay? Anyway, I'll be back next week. You know what's back tonight? Maury's Coney Island. Maury is here. Yes, he's doing his Coney Island show. So that'll be next, uh, right here on WFMU, East Orange, WMFU, Mount Hope, in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9. I'm going to make this exciting. 91.9 FM. And it's online at WFMU.org. I'm going home to get pressed to the scuppers.